Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to Humanity Feels. I'm your host, Yasmin Elsmore. This is a space where healing and conscious conversations happen. Join me on this journey as we dive into spirituality, relationships, and all the things that make us human. You'll also hear personal stories and practical advice from some of the best coaches, lightworkers, and spiritual entrepreneurs in the game. Let's heal, break patterns, shift paradigms, and rise together. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Humanity Feels. This week, I have a really, really amazing guest. She is so sweet. She has a beautiful personality. She's amazing. You guys are going to love her. Her name is Kelly Espino, and she is a former licensed social worker turned transformation coach and speaker. So... Kelly helps spiritual seekers overcome and heal their childhood trauma, conditioning, and limiting beliefs so they can increase their confidence and personal power while making the impact they were born to make. Kelly uniquely blends traditional therapeutic frameworks and concepts with inner child healing, subconscious reprogramming, and spiritual practices and beliefs to ensure a total transformation from the inside out. She also delivers this through private coaching, group coaching, workshops, retreats, and live events. Kelly is also the host of the Empowered You podcast. Check it out. And she loves every second of it. You guys, I'm so excited for this. We're going to be talking all about healing your inner child and what that even is, what that even consists of. And I'm super excited to dive into this with Kelly. She's an expert at what she does, and I'm just I'm just really, really stoked for this episode. So I know you guys are going to love it. So let's get started. Kelly, hi, beautiful. <laughs> I'm so freaking excited. I needed to do that big welcome, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, no, I got to be dramatic. I got to be dramatic. <laughs> Yo, my, my Leo son loves that. I'm, I received that. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Oh my gosh, I love you. I knew it. I knew your Leo son would love that. I was like, no, she's going to like this. This is it. This is it. (laughs) Thank you for being here today, my love. I so appreciate it. I'm so excited to dive into this topic because this is a big one. You know, I feel like inner child healing, there's so much about that nowadays. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like so intrigued by it because it's something that I haven't dived into deeply yet, but it's something that I'm planning on diving into super deep. So um, before we get started, though. Just give us like a little background of like who you are, what you do, and your story, how you got started, what led you to doing spiritual work and inner child healing. Oh, I love it. Okay, sure. So I am a transformational coach and speaker, and Mm -hmm. I work with spiritual seekers. And when I say spiritual seekers, literally anyone that is just feeling called to spirituality. And I support them in healing Uh, trauma, conditioning, limiting beliefs to really support them in creating the life they truly desire and making the impact Mm. they're born to make. And as a former licensed social worker, what I do is I blend traditional therapeutic concepts Mm. and frameworks, and I infuse spiritual practices and spiritual beliefs to ensure a total transformation from the inside out. And one of my specialties is inner child healing. I absolutely love inner child healing. It's so transformational and subconscious reprogramming. And yes. I, lo- I love to do this through like, you know, one-on-one, group programs, webinars, masterclasses, retreats, all the things. So that's really what I do. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love that you blend the two also because I'm so into that. Like I love that bridging the gap between like science and spirituality. Like I love that because I feel like yeah. you can learn so much from both sides, you know? Oh, yeah, totally, totally, for sure. Yeah. I love it. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you so much, my love. And how did you, like, what, what led you down this path of spirituality? Like, did you have an awakening? What, what was the catalyst? Uh, so, um, <laughs> so I feel like this, I always had, and I feel like you probably will definitely relate to this, like this inner knowing that you were mm-hmm. meant to make a difference in the world, yep. right? Like it, yep. the light worker call that you yeah. didn't know was a call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Exactly. That contract that we made and we're like, I know we're here for something. I just don't know what that something is. <laughs> exactly. So I always, since I could remember, I always had this feeling that I was meant to do something like I was meant to help change lives. And I knew I wanted to do something that lit me up always. And oh. fast forward recently, like now I know I'm a generator for from human design. So it makes a lot of sense, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. then, so I had this inner calling and at the, I was severely very insecure. I mm-hmm. struggled with the not feeling good enough complex, which I'm sure a lot of us have. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I always compared myself to my older sister and she was like the uh, valedictorian of college mm. and high school and beautiful. And, and yeah. I always felt less than, and then on, on top of that, I come from a Cuban household where food is love. And I know that's not only a Cuban thing. I mean, uh, you know, food is love. Latino thing, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all the it. cultures I feel, yeah. um, food was love. So I would be given so much food for love, but then criticized, you know, for being overweight and chubby and all the things. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of, lot of insecurities. So when I went into uh, college, I had no idea what the F I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what, let me go into social work because my mom was a social worker. My, my sister was, but also because it's helping people. So yeah. I went into social work and I knew, babe, I fucking knew it. And I would tell my sister, oh, can I curse? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Oh, go okay. for it. <laughs> cool. Open up that throat chakra, boo. <laughs> Great. I love it. So I remember I would always tell my sister, Jess, something is telling me I have to do social work, but it's my right now and it's not my forever. But I just oh. never knew what my forever actually was. Right. So, right. Yeah. So what do you do when you're in college and you are insecure, you know, you're overweight, you're don't know what the hell you want to do in your life. For me personally, I drank and I drugged and I was with, oh, yeah. you know, oh yeah, I was um, yeah. promiscuous. I was with uh-huh. men that didn't deserve yourself. me. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Because I was subconsciously, I was seeking outside validation to prove that I'm good enough. And I'm, you know, all these things. But in reality, I found out years later when I was doing this work that in reality, I just had so much shame and and guilt around all of that. Um, But for sure. My story unfolded is that it came from like a rock bottom, which right. probably was a dark night of the soul. And yeah. um, I, I finished, I graduated my BA and I was going for my master's in social work. And it was that summer where I, I got arrested and mm. oh my gosh, Jasmine, as a, as a Cuban woman, like in a Cuban household, you do not get arrested. <laughs> like that yeah. is like not okay so there was so much shame and so much guilt that I had to work through and um so I got arrested I didn't know if I was going to be able to get my master's because I had to intern and you had to do a background check and all these things and I was still drinking and drugging and I was in this really really toxic 
relationship. And I should have took it as a sign that the day I got arrested was supposed to be our first date. <laughs> like, oh it's so my funny. goodness, <laughs> right? Right. So, but it makes sense that I attracted him. Yeah. This toxic relationship. It's my life because yeah. I was so low and I had so much, and I was covering it up, of course, with drinking and drugging. But right. really, at the core, I was so insecure. I was so low vibe. I so wanted to escape. So oh, wow. um, we oh. used to. Yeah. So we used to do drugs all the time. Like we would do ecstasy together. And nor like back in the day when people would take that, you would go out of the clubs, whatever. Right. But because I've always been like, I love heart to hearts and I love quality time. Um, I would think we would take it and we would stay inside and we would have these mo like these magical moments. And I'm like, the thing when you're taking drugs, like don't ever try to take drugs and think you're falling in love with someone because oh, when yeah, it's gonna mess you up. <laughs> right? Because what happens because when you're when you're blacked out drunk, you may forget. But when you're on like ecstasy or whatever, you don't forget it. So you feel like you have this unbreakable soul like contract with this yes. person. And oh my Complete God. So illusion. It becomes an illusion. And you really do like it, it's kind of like when you have sex on a first date. And, you know, it just everything kind of gets mixed up that whole co the cocktail of hormones get mixed up. And then you don't actually realize if you like that person or not. <laughs> yes, yes, babe. Yeah. Yes, for yeah. sure. And I mean, everyone like there's always exceptions. Like I'm sure people have done drugs and actually actually fell in love with the person. But like, I don't yes, know, whatever. Totally, um, totally. Or had sex on the first date and actually but totally. Yeah. For, for me, it was just, it got really, really, really bad. And I, um, I remember I was in, I was interning at a substance abuse facility because I chose that because I was like, just in case my record comes out, it's pretty known in the, in the, in the field that if you work at a, sub, a substance abuse facility, you, you're probably in recovery. So I thought they would be more understanding. Right. And I remember I was facilitating these group, um, group sessions and it was my first one. And I had a, a sheet of notes. And my hands were fucking wet. My heart was beating. And the imposter syndrome was so real. And I was just oh. like, I was like, how are these people going to like, understand? like, how am I going to help these people when I can't even help myself? And it was like, everything just, it just hit me. And I remember my supervisor, she gave me, she had a talk with me. I have no idea. Honestly, Yasmin, I have no idea what the hell she said, but I remember the feeling <laughs> of Kelly, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> So I recognized, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I need to leave that toxic relationship. So yeah. I left that toxic relationship. And I realized that I only was in that relationship because I didn't love myself. So that. Oh, man, yeah. that's a hard realization, too. Yeah, but it's so common because we're yeah. so conditioned not to love ourselves, you know? Totally. Totally. Oh. To seek the external and to not, like, be in tune with what your heart wants and who you mm -hmm. are at the core. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Exactly, babe. So then when I had that realization, I started Googling, like, ways to love yourself. And I came across, <laughs> you already know, I came across Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life. Oh, I love her. Yes. She's the OG. Rest in peace. Uh, I mean, she's the OG. She's the OG yeah, of the OG. Yeah, I have her book. She's amazing. She's right? Amazing. Yeah. I'm so grateful for her because from her book, that's what opened me up to um, Law of Attraction. And then, which oh, eventually yes. got me into spirituality and yep. um, all the things. And I, I'm so freaking grateful because what I ended up doing was um, I got really heavy on like affirmations and, you know, yeah. affirming, affirming, affirming. After reading that book, it's like you had to, like, it, she, like, 100%. so I would have. 
Yeah. Right. And I would affirm and I would affirm and I would affirm these new opportunities, these golden opportunities. And when, and during this, all, all this, I was in what I considered a crisis, um, a crisis, um, like, oh my God, what is it called when you're older and then you're going through a, oh, crisis identity. So I would, yeah, I was like, what is it called? I was going through a purpose identity, like crisis. Yes. An identity crisis. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, um, oh yeah. So I'm affirming new opportunities and what comes into my reality is this networking, this network marketing, um, business of travel. And I remember when my friend at the time sh shared with me the video, I got chills all over my body and I wow. knew it was like the same thing like that I felt with social work. I was like, this is not going to be my forever, mm. but yeah. something is telling me it's my right now. Yeah. And it's leading you on the right path. Exactly. No, it's this inner knowing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's these breadcrumbs. But at the same time, I don't want to lie to the you know the listeners. Like I still was like, what's my purpose? What am I here well, meant? To, what am I meant oh, to do? Like yes. uh, still, but I followed that, and I'm so incredibly grateful that I did because in that networking, um, network marketing business, stone, and I remember there was a training and it was like five to six hundred people in the training, and they asked whoever hit this little milestone to come up to share a tip on stage is what I'm saying. And I, I go on stage and honestly, babe, it literally was like one minute, maybe a little more. And I have it on Instagram, which is so, I'm so great that it's documented, but I started oh, I off to see that. Oh my gosh, babe. Yeah. I'll totally send it to you. I started off like, hi, I'm Kelly oh. and I'm a social, like so timid, so shy. And then I kid you not, Yasmin, by the end of that one minute, the crowd was standing. I was clapping the end, like the energy. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my I have God. chills right now listening to that. I can oh only imagine. Babe, wow. the energy that was fueling my entire body, it, the only word oh. to describe it was electrifying. Oh, I feel electrifying right now. <laughs> oh, I love you. And that's when I knew, babe, that exact moment, I said, holy shit, I am meant to be a coach and I'm meant to be a speaker. And that's yes, where you're meant like to be seen. You're meant to be seen 100%. And I so see that in you. I just want to say that like, Aww. you have this magnetic energy. And it's probably your Leo rising boo. But like, seriously, <laughs> it really is so magnetic. And like, you Aww. deserve to be seen. And I so see why that resonated so deeply with you. Aww. I really yes. received that. And I'm, I'm just really grateful because I in that moment, I was like, this is why this was the high I've been chasing my whole life. This is why I did drugs because yes. I was chasing that high that, high. Yep. that I get yep. from oh. speaking, you oh. know? Wow, wow, wow. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Wow. That's exactly it. You were you were trying to fill that void. Mm -hmm. that you weren't sure what it was yet. So you were like, this is the easy way out of filling mm -hmm. that void, doing drugs and mm -hmm. chasing that high and being around that illusion. Mm -hmm. And then when you find this, this opportunity, this path, you're like, wait a second, this is it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's the healthy way out, you know? And it's the thing that like fuels me from the inside out completely. Exactly. And I will say though, babe, with that realization, I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. I didn't really start my business until months later because mm. the fear was real, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the resistance. Fear. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's really funny. I actually started my business based off of my ego. I was literally, it came from anger. Can I share the story? Oh yeah, please, please, please do. 
So it was so funny. I was dating this guy for literally two weeks. He was uh -huh. also from the networking, you know, the network marketing business. And he was a speaker as he was a speaker as well. And at this point, I was like aspiring speaker. I would I would tell people, yeah, I'm a social worker. But what I really want to do eventually is mm. coach and speak like I was pushing it off because the fear was real. Yeah. And he wrote a Facebook status and it's just like such first world problems, but he wrote a Facebook status that said something like, if you're going to be a speaker, then you need to make action, take action and make moves to become a speaker girl. Wow. <laughs> and I was so, I was so triggered and I get it. Like, of yeah. course it was my own shit. Of course he yeah, triggered my own move. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And that was, was the motivation. Girl, I was so pissed off that I was pissed on that night. I hired my business coach and I started based yes. off of anger. <laughs> That's the Scorpio in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Based off of the ego. Yes. 100%. That anger was the one that was like, oh, yeah, watch me. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm so grateful for him because he served his purpose. I mean, yeah. literally, we dated for two weeks. That's it. And he definitely he was a catalyst for me yeah. to start my actual business. 100%. And sometimes we do have to get that kind of triggered so we can mm -hmm. move forward. Sometimes yeah. we do, you know, sometimes it's not going to come from our souls. Sometimes it might just come from a shadow. Exactly. <laughs> that we have to look at. And that's okay. Everyone has mm -hmm. their own way of going about it. But the fact that you can accept that and you can like take ownership and be like, this was for a reason and there's a purpose behind why I got triggered by this person and why I decided to go after it because I was triggered. That is amazing. That's Thank you. Amazing. Thank wow. you. Thank you so oh, much, babe. I love that. I love that story. That was amazing. <laughs> I got chills <laughs> as you were saying that too. Because <laughs> that, that's something I would do 100%. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna start so, speaking tonight. <laughs> exactly. So anger can be a motivating factor when you're like, yeah. enough is enough. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Like anger can move you at times, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And all these all these emotions that we see is dark, jealousy, envy, those are a hundred percent motivators. Mm -hmm. You know, and, the, and if we can like move see that in, in that perspective and move past that resistance. Like we can really use that to motivate us and push us in the right direction. But it really is about our perspective. A hundred percent, babe. I couldn't agree with you more for sure. Wow. Wow. My love. Thank you for that story. That was so fire, of course. And I just, I loved it. That was amazing. That motivated me. I'm, I'm, I'm here like, Ooh, I'm ready to start speaking. Like, <laughs> oh, so That was amazing. Thank you, my love. Um, so yeah, moving into like inner child work and, and the healing work that you do, do you, like, what is inner child healing, first of all? Let's just, oh. like, break it down for the audience. Like, what is it, and what's it all about? Okay, of course. So, inner child, like, if you really, and it really depends on who you ask, but for me, right. my perspective on an inner child, inner child is past versions of yourself, younger versions mm. of yourself yeah. that is stored in your subconscious mind, that is an energy that very much has their own personality mm -hmm. that tend to express themselves through your current reality, through your habits, your responses, your triggers, your, your decision-making, like your inner child and the versions of your inner child is very much alive and expressed yeah. through your current reality, your present day. It's just a lot of times people don't, recognize that it's actually their inner child like super triggered um or feel yeah. that type of way right. so okay so that made that made sense because I know like the yes. concept of inner child could be a little out there 
No, no, I love that. I love that. And you're right, because everyone has their own way of seeing it. And I completely agree with your perspective on it. That's how I see it, too. It really is about like tending to that younger version of yourself that, you know, your your attachment styles or, you know, just how you were raised and like Mm -hmm. the the emotions that that you held as a kid that probably did not have a, a a healthy release. And now you're finally getting in tune with that getting in touch with that so I love that you broke it down that way because it's such a buzz term nowadays you know everyone's always talking about inner child work and like what's the difference between that and shadow work Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. yeah in my my opinion it is very similar it's like from the same you know it's basically in the same path um, yeah like connecting with with that that child that that part of you that did not have the tools to Mm -hmm. really heal back then and now you finally have the tools and the awareness to heal Yes, exactly. So I want to go back to your circle back to your question. So our inner child, in order to do inner child healing, we have to like, I, we have to acknowledge that our inner child becomes wounded. Right. So our inner child becomes wounded when their needs were not met. So mm. their needs or physical needs or spiritual needs, um, whatever, you, whenever, if you've ever felt not um, seen or unconditionally loved or not safe, whether emotionally safe, physically safe, psychologically safe, spiritually safe, or yeah. didn't feel accepted for who you are or um, loved. No, I already said that. But so, <laughs> or if yeah. you've experienced shame as a child, these are all ways that. Um, so the act of uh, inner child healing or reparenting, for me, I use them interchangeably, but it depends on who you're speaking to again. Like for me, it's the same thing. And what the act, of reparenting or inner child healing is you taking your power back and giving you your current self everything you needed as a child Mm -hmm. so like meeting the needs of your inner child like whatever he she they needed giving it to yourself that is when you take your power back and you start healing because when you heal your inner child you heal your adult self and vice versa because she, she he they is an energy of you oh Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Taking your power back. That right there. That right there is key. It is key because as kids, we felt powerless to certain situations, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I like you speaking about this, like reminds me of me and my situations as when I was a kid and I didn't feel seen or I didn't feel heard, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, that translated into my current life with my romantic relationships, with my friendships, you know, with my job opportunities, like, and I would always feel that wound, that heavy wound of like, why is this always showing up? And Mm -hmm. that's exactly it. It's the inner child. A hundred percent. And I love that you shared that, babe, because now, I mean, you're so seen. I mean, you're so heard. Like, let's check you you out now. And I really feel that's going to help the listeners show you that, like the evidence that it's possible. Like we all have these wounds and we all can do the healing work so that these wounds do not define us or keep us down. We acknowledge them. We do the healing. We're whole no matter what, because I know a lot of times in this, spiritual community and the heal and us in the healing community, we can feel this energy of like, we always need to fix ourselves. We always yep. need to quote unquote heal. Uh-huh. And yeah. that we're not just perfect just the way we are. And it's like, we have to go back to like, we are whole and we are complete. We are worthy just because we're alive and we exist. And yes. like that balance yes. of still, yes, of course, doing the healing work and also recognizing that 
like lean on some unconditional love. Like you're beautiful and like, you're perfect just the way you are. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, mama. Yes, I love that because you're so right. I fall into that trap all the time. I'm always like, I got I to gotta do the shadow work. I got to do this. I got to keep healing. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. But it's coming from a place of a, like wo- a wounded place. It's coming from mm. a place of I'm not worthy. I'm not perfect. I need to heal to be loved and to be mm. healing and to be perfect. So reframing that has been something that I'm currently working on of like, no, I am whole. I am complete. I'm, I'm just integrating parts of myself, but that doesn't mean that I'm any less. It doesn't mean that I'm not seen or worthy, you yes. know, like love or attention or any of that. Like, it just means that, you know, this is an opportunity for me to love myself even more. That's mm. what healing work is, you know? So yes. I love that you said that, my love, because that's literally something I've been dealing with currently. Yes. You I know? love, I, yeah. yo, you are so, like, I wrote down, like, hyper. You're such a hyper. You're like, you hype me up, girl. I'm, like, so grateful. I'm, like, for real. Um, but I, you know, I, I really, you. <laughs> I really wanted to connect back to what you mentioned, how you were, like, not feeling seen and heard as a child. You yeah. can see it manifesting in your, you know, relationships. And I would love to just share some more information on that because that is you. Yo, girl, you hit it on the spot. So please do. Yes. Share whatever's how, on your heart, my love. <laughs> beautiful. So how I fell into inner child healing, because I fell into it. I already had a business, my coaching business for a couple of years before I got into inner child healing. And what happened was um, my friend of mine sent me a YouTube link on Bruce Lipton. And, oh, I love Bruce Lipton. Oh, my God. Isn't he phenomenal? His Amazing. work literally his changed work my incredible. life. Yeah. yeah. His work is incredible. So in this YouTube video, Bruce was saying um, 95 neuroscientists have agreed that at least 95% of your current reality comes from the programming in your subconscious mind. So old programs, behaviors, you know, patterns, decisions, reactions, beliefs, Mm -hmm. emotions, language, all the things that come together to create our reality. First, you think you're consciously like aware of making those choices, but in reality, it comes from a subconscious first. So then Mm -hmm. this next statement is what changed the game for me and made me go into this path of inner child healing. So Bruce said, based on um, the programming that's in your subconscious mind, that is being downloaded between the ages of zero to seven years old. Yep. Yep. So when you, when I heard this, the social worker in me was like, what? Because (sighs) developmentally, when you are those ages, literally everything, everything is um, black or white, all or nothing. You don't have an ability to logically think or think rationally. You're very egocentric, which means everything's about you. So whatever you experienced, whatever you absorbed, whatever you saw, and however you process and perceive that, whether you are conscious of that or not, then becomes the programming in your subconscious mind that is then affecting your current reality. So for example, let's say you, you were in a, you were in a home where your dad got um, yelled at you for something, right? Like, well, who knows? Right. Yell, yelled right. at you for something. And mm-hmm. then 10 minutes later, your dad got into a fight with your mom and mm-hmm. left the family, whether oh, he yeah. left you and didn't come back or he left and then came back a couple days later or a little bit later. As a child, you may have taken that experience and internalized that and said, dad left because of me. I must not be worthy of love. I must not be good enough for his love. And then fast forward to your adult life, you might be um, settling for all these partners Mm -hmm. that are like, 
mm-hmm. you're totally settling, but you yeah. they, there's this belief subconsciously that you're not aware of that you're not worthy of love. So let me settle for some toxic bullshit. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Because that's all, you know, because that's all you saw. So you'd say you, you, that that's your reality. Exactly. And this is just one example of many examples where you have you you could have internalized some programming as a child. And then as a result, in your current reality, there's not an alignment, there's something like it's not it's not connecting. I I bet you money, I want to say 99% of the time, or 95% of the time, when when if you look at any area of your life, if you're not feeling that like, alignment there or fulfillment there your inner child has the key to what you're seeking oh my god yes yes so true so true and it's just a matter of digging deep Mm -hmm. it is just a matter of going back going back in time to that situation where 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 something happened and where you felt a certain type of way Mm -hmm. and then you brought that feeling into your current reality and into the current situation that you're in now Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. really about digging deep and like being perceptive. Yeah. And being curious. Cause I feel like we judge ourselves a lot and we're like, you know, a lot of people come to me and I'm like, Oh, I have daddy issues. I have mommy issues. I have this and that. And it's like, we're so judgmental. And it's like, if we can just come from a place of curiosity, like um, years ago, my mom said something like, I said something to her that I don't remember, but she, her response was, that was a very stupid comment. And mm. I felt like if I got stabbed, like internal, like internally, like it, like I felt so triggered and I, I didn't react, but I asked myself, I was like, why was I so triggered? And I was why? just really curious. Like, why did that stupid comment really oh, hit me? Yeah. yeah. And I asked, before I went into a meditation, I asked, like, I wanted clarity on this. And then in the meditation, I had a memory of when I was like 10. And I was reading out loud, I had a learning disability. And Mm. kids were like making fun of me. And they were hopping and puffing and rolling their eyes. And I felt like, Oh, my God, I'm so I'm so dumb. I'm so not good enough. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. so my mom and I was like, what 28 27 at the time, and her saying that triggered my inner child for like that belief that I wasn't smart enough. And if I didn't allow myself to be curious and explore that, I would never have known that it's not my adult self reacting. It's my inner child reacting. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It's that little you crying Mm -hmm. out for help and letting you know like, Hey, this, this hurts still. I haven't gotten over it. Yeah. And I just need love. I need attention right now. I just need to be seen. Exactly. I I, I need to be, you know, held. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes, my love. And I've had similar situations too as a kid where I felt, you know, there were moments where I felt stupid. Like I would, if, if I responded, like if I raised my hand in class, you know, and I said something and like kids would laugh, you know, mm-hmm. like that happened to me one day. And then my dad, he made a comment one day and he's like, oh, you know, something about me being stupid. And mm-hmm. it like, it bugged me, you know, and I'm like, and then, and then I'm like, but it's not, you know, he said it jokingly. So I was mm-hmm. like, why am I so angry at that? Why did mm-hmm. I get so like fired up about that? And mm-hmm. then I also did the same thing. I, I was journaling and I realized like, oh, this comes from, you know, when I was like six, seven years old, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I raised my hand in class and I got the answer wrong and then kids laughed, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, it made me feel stupid. Like I, mm-hmm. I internalized that as I'm dumb. I don't mm-hmm. know anything because I didn't know the answer to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And see, look, you said you weren't really doing inner child healing work, but that within itself is inner child healing work. Yeah, exactly. 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 And I and that's that's exactly it. It's just like, wow, catching 
these situations, like these moments where you feel that trigger arise. Mm-hmm. And like you said, not reacting to it, but being curious about why. Asking mm-hmm. the why of like, why is this coming up? Why do I feel the way I do? Like what's underneath this? Because there's mm-hmm. always something underneath. Yeah. And you you could ask yourself, like, what is the earliest memory I have of this feeling or of this like labeled emotion or of, you know, whatever it got triggered, like the stupid or and just really just allow yourself to I love that you journaled, you know, meditation is another way. um, And just really setting the intention to get more clarity, but without judgment. I feel like that's super key. We have to release the judgment. Yeah, the judgment, because the judgment's the tough part, because we're so critical about mm-hmm. ourselves and like, oh, why do I feel this way? Why did I react like that? Like, I've been doing so much healing work, like I shouldn't have done that, you know? Mm-hmm. And we start to blame ourselves for like even feeling a certain way, because we think that we've gotten so far in the healing journey that we shouldn't be feeling this way, mm-hmm. you know? And we place mm-hmm. that, like, I know I know personally that I, I do that a lot. So I'm just like, you know, trying to reframe that and trying to look into myself and be like, it's okay that you take two steps back on the healing journey. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what healing is. It's not a linear journey. Totally. You're going to go back sometimes and you're going to have to come face to face with some shadows and some like wounds that you, that you thought you healed, but -hmm. that you have to go over again. And that's fine. A hundred percent. And I love that you brought this up because this is, I finally have gotten to an acceptance of this, but yeah, no, there's, it's hard to accept. Yeah. Girl, you know how many times I've, quote unquote, healed this not good enough belief. I can't even tell you, but like what I, what I've been shown and what I see clearly it's where it's an onion. There's layers yes. to it. Yes. And it's an onion. Exactly. Ex- and every time we up level, every time we expand, like that yeah. new layer of that limiting belief is going to come up for us to acknowledge, for us to heal. And through like the ups and downs of life, it's so easy to feel like, and I felt this many times, that's why I'm talking from personal experience, where it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm starting back from ground zero. Like how, yeah. how am I here? And what spirit has shown me and told me is like, you can't forget everything you've already learned. Like stop, like stop shitting on yourself because you, you exactly. can't forget the healing that you did or the the awareness that you have, the clarity, the tools, this is just a deeper onion layer that you're healing. And it's actually for, it's a great indication because you're up leveling. So it's actually great, you know? Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. That reframing is beautiful because it is, you are up leveling. And a lot of Mm -hmm. time we think we're going backwards and we're like, no, you're just moving up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, like you said, it's just, it, it's just a little layer that you got to go back and look at a, a limiting belief that is probably holding you back that you're resisting mm-hmm. from looking at. And it's, that's it. You just look at it, you, you heal it, you move through it and you're good. You move mm-hmm. on to the next step, you know, and then it's just, that's the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. And if we can mm-hmm. learn to understand that we won't be, you know, shitting on ourselves all the time and make yeah. ourselves feel like less than because we're not healing in the right way. There is no right way. Yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. One of my biggest sayings I say all the time is the rules are there are no rules. Because yeah. when I first got into spirituality, OMG, babe, I was such an ego. I was so in my ego. It's not even funny. So, what I mean by that is like, I had this mentor and she was a vegan and she Uh didn't curse and she did all these things. And Um. I had her on a pedestal, which, you know, that's another story I've had to heal. But, and I, I remember I did not curse. I was trying to be a vegan. I tried yoga legit like 20 and I am just not a yoga person. And I just, I, I like to curse. I feel like it gives me some passion and, you know, 
And but I was trying to mold myself into what was quote unquote spiritual. I was trying to put myself in a box. Yeah. And I, I recognized real quick that it's like, nah, girl, no. like that's not spirituality at no. all. That's ego. No. that's like spiritual ego you know what I mean it's like we try to like fit into this box that we think is spirituality and it's not Mm -hmm. exactly it's not it's not yeah and things change like you might not be into yoga but later on in life you might be you know what I mean it's the same thing it's like with all of these things like you might feel like cursing like a truck driver and then one day you're like yeah I don't feel like cursing you know yeah (laughs) I mean it's just that's just yeah it's just the way it is but I love that you mentioned that because I get I I used to get super caught up too when I first started my journey with spirituality. It's like, oh, I have to be a certain way mm-hmm. or I have to do this or I have to do a certain meditation or I have to do yoga every day. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Same mm-hmm. thing. I got into that same thing where I have to use crystals this and that. But then I realized like, but if it doesn't resonate and if I don't like it, then that's mm-hmm. okay. That doesn't make me any less spiritual. It just means I don't want to do that right now. Exactly. And if anything, and that makes you more spiritual because you're honoring your true self. Yeah. Like you're yes, honoring your yes, desires exactly. in that moment. Um, but exactly. I, I totally get you. And it's like finding what's going to work for you. And whenever yeah. your spiritual practice feels like a chore, that's when it's like time to change it up, honey. Like time to yeah. like try agreed. new things. Yeah, for agreed, sure. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, that leads me to, you know, the next question that I had was, what like what ways can we do inner child healing but like you said there's just so many ways and everyone does things differently you know for me it's journaling a lot of it is journaling mm-hmm. and, that- and and meditation is another great way like what mm-hmm. else have you used with for that yeah and those are beautiful so i have yeah. i offer an inner child healing meditation on my website or you go to my instagram it's kelly espino and you can download that or oh, you know download that <laughs> Awesome, babe. I'm doing that tonight. Yes. Yay. Um, you know, but also you can go on YouTube and check it out. Those inner child healing meditations. Um, right. like you, what you said, you can, you can journal and you can write a letter to your inner child and mm, then you can, yeah. you can channel your inner child and just let the intention for your inner child to come forward and then write a letter back to your adult self from your inner child's perspective. That's really, really powerful. Cute. Cute. I really like that. Ooh, I love that. That's yeah. Oh my idea. And I had to write a forgiveness letter to my 20 year old self. Sometimes people think inner child is just like your little, like little, little, but no, right. I, I see it as anything that's not your current reality is exactly. your past, your is your inner child. Self. Exactly. Ex- so I had to, you know, that 20 year old that was drinking and drugging and acting promiscuous and all the things right. like I had to write a forgiveness letter to her and, and let her know, like, there's no, sh- don't, there's no need to have the shame, like let go of the shame. Like you knew that was what was best for you at that time. And you know, you can't hold it against you and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly. so healing girl. Like I was crying, which is a great form of releasing. And I love that. Yeah. So powerful. So I definitely I recommend that. that. Um, some other tools though, is, um, what I do every morning, almost every morning is I'll like put my hands on my heart and I'll just Mm -hmm. ask my inner child come forward. Um, and I'll just be like, like, how are you? Like, what do you need today? How can I support you? I ask her if she'd like to like be a part of the podcast or do this or whatever. Mm. Um, and then your job, like, let's say anyone wants to try this, your job is to trust what you receive and please understand that you can connect with your inner child multiple ways. Some people, you're only connecting if you see your inner child through your third eye, but that is 
absolutely false because you are always connected to your inner child. Your inner child is like your intuition. You're always connected. You might not think you are, but you are. So it's trusting that you, she might, or he or they might communicate with you through thoughts, through feeling, through knowing, through imagery, through memories, through taste, through smell, like all of this is included. So when you connect with your inner child, just act like, make sure you're trusting or open to receive how it might come to you, the answers. Does that make sense? Oh, I love that. Yes, that's amazing. And it's such a it's such a simple practice, which I love, because it just requires you to just tune in with yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? I love exactly. that. And one last one that I would love to share, or, or there's, I mean, there's multiple ways, but one last one's really, really powerful is mirror work. So you already know Louise Hay. Yes. Going in front of your mirror and like zoning into one eye, um, mm. doesn't matter which eye, but zoning in. And then asking your inner child, she could come, he, they could come forward. And then literally telling your inner child everything you needed as a child. So for oh, example, love it. for me, yeah, thank you for me, babe. Like I've been saying on this entire episode, I, I've had I've done a lot of work on this, not feeling good enough. So yeah. what I tell my inner child when I do this mirror work is I just pour into her and I'm just like, you are so capable. You are so enough. You've always been enough. You will continue to be enough. Like you can be, do, have whatever you want to be, do, and have. And I like literally pour into her because that's what I need. Like as an adult and as a child, you know what I mean? Mm, so powerful. I love it. Yes. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Great. And then one more thing, if you don't mind me, like if, if you, any joyful activity, whether it's like dancing, playing laser tag, playing hide and seek, playing with your, your children or your, you know, nephews, whatever, cousins or going out in nature, whatever yeah, brings painting, you joy. Drawing, yes. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, babe. Whatever brings you joy, ask your inner child, can, you know, do you want to come invite them forward so that they can play with you? And that's also very healing as well. Oh, that is so sweet. Lately, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been like trying to be more playful, you know, because we like mm-hmm. sometimes we forget we get so caught up in day to day adult stuff. Mm-hmm. And we forget to seriously, we forget to tend to that little child in us. And it's like, I just want to play sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. the world is our playground. And as much as like, yeah, there's challenges in life and we got to get through shit sometimes. We also have to learn how to have fun. Mm, yeah. You know? Speak on it. Yeah. Schedule in fun time for yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah, babe. And I see like, you're totally doing inner child healing and you don't even realize. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that right? It's like, wait, am I doing it? Am I not doing it? But you're right. I'm so doing it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so intuitive, which is the best part. It's like, it's coming for me now. It's like, it's almost like telling me it's time for you to look at a few things right now during this awakening that you're experiencing, you know? Mm -hmm, Totally. And I do want to add because it might be very difficult for some people to be like, I don't know what brings me joy. Like, I don't know what brings me fun. I, I, especially how we're so conditioned in our society, especially women roles, responsibilities, like all the things. Hell, I don't know. Then just set the intention, like whatever you believe in spirit, angels, guides, whatever. I'm setting the intention that I will uncover what brings me joy and what lights me up and what really lights up my inner child. And then just be open. Like if your friend sends you a group on and is like, oh my God, let's check out this like pole dancing class. Say yes, you know, yeah. like experiment. Exactly. Like be open. Yeah. Get out of your yeah. comfort zone. Do something that you would never even think about doing, you know, like exactly. just get out, get out and do that and see if it brings you joy. And if not, then you move on to the next thing. 
Exactly. Fine, you know. Exactly. And sometimes it's literally hanging out with kids. Like uh, my girlfriend's kids, they're amazing. We go to the park and we put our feet in the sand, and it's just like being around that energy helps you kind of let go if you're intentional about it. Definitely. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm like when I'm around my niece, she's four, right? So Mm -hmm. she's like that age where she just wants to play and jump around and Mm -hmm. do all these fun things, and it like makes me be present. Mm, like it just it just forces me to be in that moment and I'm not even thinking about other things or worries or stressors or anything when I'm with her so I love that because yeah they really do bring you down to this moment and you have no Mm -hmm. choice but to be present with them you know (laughs) yes exactly oh so beautiful I'm so happy you shared that I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, my love. That's amazing. You just gave so much incredible information. Like I'm, I'm blown away at like how amazing you are and how confident you are. And like, you know, it's just you, you're so incredible. So thank you, my love for all of that. Um, Thank you for coming on here, for sharing your story, for sharing your heart, for helping other people as well. I mean, that's like the goal with this is just to give other people, you know, like little, little hints of, how they could start, where they could start with their healing journey, you know, if they're just beginning or even if they're, you know, seasoned healers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how, what else can you add to your menu of healing? Like what else can you do to better yourself, to make yourself feel more loved and more at home? So Aww, um, this is going to be really helpful. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much, babe. It has been such a pleasure. And literally my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. I know, because- I do. Oh my God. I just love you. And our energies are so like similar yes. and like your stories. I'm like, Whoa, that's it's weird. Crazy. You know, it's crazy how we even connected. Like even that it's just like, it's like that minute where you find like, you know, th- your soulmate, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, this is a past life thing. A hundred percent, you know, <laughs> totally a hundred percent. Like definitely that. same soul family. It feels like for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. Like sisters in a past life or something, you know, like yeah. that's what comes up for me. It's like the sisterly bond. Aww. I love that. I love that, babe. Thank you. But before, Thanks. before we sign off, like give us, um, you know, where we could find you, your Instagram handle, your website, any offerings that you might have right now. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you can definitely catch me over there on Instagram at it's Kelly Espino and um, feel free, you know, message me. I love connecting yes. um, link in my bio has everything, you know, has my podcast and yes, it has the everything. Podcast, so good. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Podcast. Yes. Yay. Oh, thank you so much, babe. So definitely check out the podcast. And then um, my website is kellyespino.com. And really those are the places Beautiful. that you can catch me. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. My love. Thank you so much. Thank As you. Always, I'm like, I'm looking forward to connecting even more and thank just you. thank you for your time. You're the best. Thank you. This was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, babe. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share this with someone you love and don't forget to subscribe. If you're interested in coaching with me, find me on Instagram at Yasmin Elzamore. Make sure to also follow Humanity Feels on Instagram for daily inspiration and conscious conversations. Love always, Humanity Feels.